We're live. We are live. We are. So, I'm alive. Are you alive? I'm alive. I'm alive. As opposed to being a dead person. Yes. Uh, it, it, a dead in, person. in a corporation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like right. your birth certificate. On my birth. Yeah. yeah exactly. Absolutely. We may yeah. want to do a podcast about. We it. might do a podcast about something. Okay. So good evening, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the Inside Out Effect podcast. Uh, this is uh, part one of a two-part uh, episode, um, and uh, the topic of the podcast is conflicts, the contagion myth and the real cause of sickness and illness. Now, I know and we have mentioned it in previous podcasts that, you know, uh, that you've watched, and maybe your head is exploding right now, uh, but it is true, um, the contagion is a myth, and we will be explaining in detail the what, the how, and the why. And the wall? And the, the wall. What, the how, and the wall? The wall. Wow, okay, I can't so, wait. You, I'll do the what and how, and you do the wall. I'll do the wall. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so I'm your host, Stephen Jakes, um, from uh, Healing the Mind. He's had Cody. a drink. It's New Year's, he's had a drink. It's <laughs> fine. a drink. <laughs> uh, I'm your uh, host, Stephen Jakes, uh, DTO specialist, therapist, uh, mental and emotional health uh, specialist, creator of the healingthemind.co.uk, and also co-founder of the Inside Out Effect. And alongside me, I have the ever-present and the conqueror of uh, Mount Everest when it comes to mental and emotional and physical health uh, with his discovery and the development of the DTO system, which has helped many, many people over a period of time. Uh, he's also the author of the book, uh, The Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain, as well as the DTO handbook. Um, I have the Chris Bonington, the Sir Edmund Hillary, uh, and uh, the Sherpa... Uh, Tensing Norgay, let me bring the ever present, my good friend and business partner, uh, the awesome Jonathan Shaw. Hello, John. Uh, mate, well, welcome. That was, yeah, that, was a, that was a really good you like that? end to the, the year. That was a it's fantastic, great fantastic in, in, um, introduction. Thanks, mate. Into the year. I can't wait to see what uh, you're going to introduce me as tomorrow. Uh, well, two. just wait and see. Just wait and see. Depends okay, how right. this one goes, really. I was say, yeah. Yeah, okay. so, uh, so um, that's some interesting facts on, obviously, Mount Everest. Yeah. Um, I bet you, did you know that George Mallory was the first person to attempt it? I only knew and, that because you told me this afternoon when you said you could do this. He and he died. died. Yeah, yeah, he died. And uh, so Edmund Hillary, he was a uh, New Zealand <clears throat> beekeeper. Yeah. And he was the first person to conquer Everest in 1953. Okay. And uh, so that's quite an interesting fact as well. Okay. For a guy from New Zealand. Cool. But uh, the first British person there was two British guys under the guise of Chris Bonneton's expedition. One was Dougal Harston, an 80 Scottish guy, right? He'd done it with a geezer called Dog Scott. So uh, anyway, they were the first Brits to have conquered um, Everest in 1975. Oh, okay. And um, here's another interesting fact, if you are interested in Everest at all. Yeah, yeah. Not the double glazing. Um, but as of day, as of today, uh, well, as of September 2020, uh, 5,790 people have actually reached the top of Mount Everest. Wow, that's, which is that's a, a lot of people. There's a, a lot of people. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want it to be that. I many. thought it was about thirty. Um, yeah, and, I would have uh, thought it'd be that five thousand. Yeah, a huge so, amount of yeah. People. So five thousand seven hundred ninety people have reached the summit of uh, of uh, of Mount Everest, which I thought was quite fascinating, and I thought I would share that information with you, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, lovely New Year's special edition of the Inside Out Effect podcast. So anyway, we, we, John, we will be rebranding the uh, podcast, uh, the Reader's Digest podcast of 2021, uh, and Steve will be sharing all of his general knowledge. Uh, I haven't got that much general knowledge. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, mate, how are you? How was your Christmas? It was good. It was lovely. It was nice and quiet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I took mum down to the beach. Yeah. Um, and took Belle, a dog down to the beach, and Belle had never seen sand before, so she was like, 
what, what what's this um she was looking for snow she really likes snow at christmas yeah Bell. she loves snow good uh, and then we we went back opened presents and had dinner and watched a couple of movies watched home alone too love that movie yeah uh and and that was a nice christmas really it was lovely great so yeah, yeah it's nice and peaceful and quiet awesome yeah what about you well, I had a fantastic Christmas. Yeah. Uh, mine was amazing. I woke up in the morning, uh, rolled over, give my lovely young lady a big hug, got my little present out, which I put aside beside her in my bed, give that to her. And I went out of shower, went downstairs and uh, made breakfast for us all. And then sat under the tree, we exchanged gifts and watched the kids open their presents. It was lovely. And then whilst the kids were playing with all their toys, it was, uh, I come out in the kitchen, made a lovely dinner for the whole family. Watched it. And then the afternoon we played, you know, with the kids' toys and then all sat on the sofa and watched family christmas movies it was and, absolutely amazing i had the best christmas up. ever then i woke up yeah. and realized that it was actually bloody cold and uh, i come downstairs made a cup of coffee and uh sat thinking is this christmas and then i uh, i had a bath yeah had another cup of coffee yeah. and then wasted as much time as possible till i got around my mum's had dinner fell asleep down there come back but luckily enough uh, i did have you turn up Christmas Day evening and yeah, yeah. So that was it. It was fantastic Christmas. Um, didn't get to speak to my boy, which is a massive disappointment. Um, which was sort of upsetting, but you know. So yeah, no uh, Christmas non-event for me really, uh, not at all. Um, Boxing Day was nice because obviously again you came over and we had dinner and that, which was yeah, great. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but it's not seemed to be been able to speak to my son or not even I haven't even spoken to him yet. So I've left him a few messages, but that was a bit that was a bit disappointing. But overall, it was just a non-event for me really. It was uh, quite <laughs> quite well, sad. I was I actually think it was for quite a few people. Uh, used to having you know like your mum said, she yeah. used to have having ten or twelve people, mm. and we, you know we was four people. I did. Actually not think about buying a present and wrapping it up for myself and then putting it under the tree so when i come down in the morning i could go oh and open but i thought that was pretty damn sad to do that so mm. I, I didn't do that <laughs> sort of stuff. it'd been even sad if you'd wrapped up the christmas dinner like individual brussels sprouts the chicken yeah. if you'd wrap that up and then put that under the tree that'd have been quite sad yeah it would have been um, but <laughs> But you didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So, uh, no, so Christmas really not been a event um, at all, really. So no. it's been pretty miserable. And like I said, I think it's been the same for many other people as well. But there you go. So anyway, um, so um, well, I, I did get a lovely message from one of our uh, viewers who said it was really nice uh, to, that we do these podcasts because it's actually nice to have the opportunity. Loves listening to what we do and say because it – gives her a sense of uh, of groundedness because I think it, what she said it means that she 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 isn't going crazy and there are no. like-minded people out there that have the same opinion and and uh, and knowledge as us yeah. so it's sort of like a godsend that we do this because it allows her to get back in touch with reality compared to all the craziness in the world which I sort of have to tend to agree with so uh, so there you go yep. and um, so uh, so mum if you're listening thanks for that uh, it was great thanks for the comment <laughs> compliment <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people need that this at the moment because there is so much craziness and, and there are um, uh, the people who think that we do are perhaps in a minority at the moment, um, although I'm not sure how accurate that is. Uh, I actually think it's starting to swing the other way now where part, people are starting to see the craziness. Yeah. They might not necessarily know why I completely understand, but they are starting to see the craziness. So I think more people are starting to see it now, but there are still some very mad people out there who are still buying into what's going on in the world and not really understanding what's actually going on in the world, Yeah, uh, which is is quite sad, really. Um, so we're just trying to wake people up and, and give people some hope and positiveness and, and get them to see that, yeah. that, you know, that they are safe. And we're trying to promote safety. We're trying to promote that you're healthy and well, you're okay, yeah, uh, rather absolutely. than fear 
and uh, and uh, and just destruction and staying in and all this bollocks. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, Toby said she totally agrees with that, and I look forward to your podcast. I think you know. Thanks, um, Bob. You know, um, and you know, it's all it's, we only share this information because we know it. And right now, everyone's just running around like nutters. I just have to look on my Facebook feed to just see all this stuff that people are posting, and mm. it's none of it's validated. It's just information repeating, and it's just it just really saddens me right now that people just don't go and learn about anything they just sit in front of a screen and just believe absolutely everything they're told and uh and it just sadly because it affects everybody else just that ignorance is just you know and the willingness not to do it it just is affecting everybody else but you know so well i've been i've been thinking about this and i've been i, I can't understand why um people are not not really seeing the insanity of it i mean you know we talked about it before where you know you think well, the virus tells you can tell the time yeah and virus knows we're sitting and standing or not yeah. so uh, i've been thinking why we can't people can't see the insanity i think it's because they they literally can't see the nhs lying to them no exactly but i think they can't get this concept that maybe just maybe uh there are people out there who work in the nhs who are not as honest yeah. as perhaps they might be yeah and just maybe they are actually lying and being paid to lie yes uh and in fact they have lied for years about certain things and people i don't think can quite comprehend that perhaps a that's even a possibility uh, that's even a possibility yeah. because they're there to supposedly to help us yeah just like mental health organizations are supposed to be there to help us yeah. but they lie consistently as well about yeah you being able to get rid of it, it. Yeah. and i can prove that's a lie because when they say you can't get rid of it and they mean you get rid of it yeah one only one of those must be true uh <laughs> Absolutely. So, so you know yeah. that, that's just not relevant i yeah. mean it, and we have tight client testimonies to back it up going no we got rid of our anxiety and depression yeah. so you know and they don't have that they don't have those testimonies because so they are have been lying for years and yeah. i think people can't comprehend that a a body or group of people that are supposed to help uh would lie yeah and that's the problem yeah that's what they can't get their heads around yeah they can't so when other people think, are saying i also think as well as they don't believe that the tv lies the media lies or the government lies which are no. the three most corrupts in the world but then nobody's lying and then well, I mean, because like I said in the last podcast, when you know what we know, mm. when it comes to viruses, then there has to be a lie. And I've been yeah. saying this since February. I've been telling, telling, telling people this since February. And it's just, it just people just can't see past it. And I think you're right that they just, there's this cognitive dissonance or even acceptance that there is a possibility that that's even possible. Yeah. So, see, I, I think people actually deep down on some level know the government lie. Yeah. I think most people are aware the government knows, lies. Every knows every politician lies, but, and you well, but yeah. when they're all together in a group, they tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, but I think <laughs> we're all aware governments lie, and and people can see that. It's just the fact that the NHS is doing it as well, and they can't get ahead around that. If the NHS wasn't there, they'd look at the government and go, "You're talking bollocks, mate. What are you on about?" Yeah, I mean, exactly, literally look yeah. at Boris and go, "You're a prick." Yeah. Uh, but they're not because I think the NHS is complicit in this, and there's other organisations complicit in this as well. Yeah. And and the media, and that's that's why. But um i mean you know i've i you know and it's it's not um it's not all of the nhs don't misunderstand me there are some amazing doctors and nurses out there yeah uh it's not actually that it's how it's how the medical profession has grown since rockefeller yes yeah, so, rockefeller so since the rockefeller um and i don't know exact date he medical started school, it, so it's around about 1922 right 1922 so since rockefeller created his model of medicine that was allowed to create that that's where it all went wrong that's where it all became uh, more of a scam and there's actually been doctors admitting that they they go into it for the right reasons but as soon as they find out this rockefeller nonsense they have to go with it they're not allowed to step outside they're not allowed, of to, it. Question they're not allowed to question anything yeah. even if they really want to and there are a lot of good doctors and nurses out there who are standing up now uh stating that this is this is not 
what it appears to be, that this pandemic is not how it appears to be, but they're just not in mainstream media. And there's so many of them now, so many doctors and nurses standing up and scientists and experts, real genuine experts who have nothing to gain from this, uh, standing up going, this is not a real pandemic. It's nothing more than the flu. The statistics aren't there to back anything up. It's just complete fabrication. I, th I think the problem is, is that when people are dying of stuff and, yeah. uh, you know, and then they've been allocated that label of, of that's what it was, then the next minute you're seeing somebody posting something saying, yeah, I know he died of COVID. I see he's in the IC, blah, yada, yada, yada. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that people aren't dying of stuff, but what they're telling you of and how they're getting it or how they're contracting it is not through transmission because we know and this is why we call it the contagion myth there is no proof of contagion ever in the history of ever and uh and epidemiology is just basically where a load of doctors get together and go well if you've got it and you've got it and you've got it well the only way that you could all three have got it is to have caught it, it. or transmit it to each other which we know not to be true and and which that is was exactly what they thought about scurvy originally didn't it when the people came over yep. in the boats and they were found dead yep. they thought it all contracted it until they realized it was just a lack of vitamin c correct uh, and so they misdiagnosed it wrong to begin with. It's the same as the Spanish then, flu yeah. after the First World War. They tried to prove uh, contagion then. I mean, they were doing all sorts of stuff, never, ever approved it. Um, and we know, again, through colds, that you don't catch colds. We spoke about this in the last episode. We know you don't catch colds, and we've proven how <laughs> how you don't catch colds. <laughs> it's just uh, it's because they're down to conflicts. So, um, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, we're going to talk about conflicts, aren't yeah, we? And we're going to talk about. So those of you that are in, in, interested in what makes us sick, the real cause of what makes us uh, sick and ill, um, Jonathan's going to talk a little bit more detail about conflicts, and I'm going to obviously add some my ten penneth in there. But before we start uh, and going into that, uh, so I'm just going to just thought I would just make something quite interesting today and uh, just change it up a little bit. And obviously, with it being uh, a special day today, being New Year's Eve, yep. I just thought, I wondered if you knew that uh, on this day, 1904, uh, it was the first time that the uh, that the celebration was in uh, Times Square. Oh, really? Yeah, so, uh, and that was it used to be called Long Acre Square, not Times Square. Oh, so 1904 was the first time that they had that. Uh, in 1923, on this day, uh, the BBC used Big Ben's Chimes, it's ID. Okay. Yeah, the British Bullshit Corporation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in 1924, which is also similar to the BBC, uh, Mussolini orders the suppression of opposition newspapers ah. in his fascist regime of Italy. That happened in 1924. Uh, in 1964, Donald Campbell broke the uh, water speed record of 276 miles per hour. Wow. On water, which is quite fast that is well pretty fast well which is actually slow in today's money when you think about it because i think um i think there's many people breaking that actually around a lot of supermarket car parks at you the reckon moment. Yeah, 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 yeah i mean yeah, if yeah. you go to tesco's and sainsbury's i think people are far exceeding 276 miles an hour and then when you actually sort of jump out of the way of them they look at you as if you've done something wrong yeah but i always find supermarkets great place to do rally driving and uh and obviously you know try and drive around there as fast as you can because there's only people really walking around that car park with shopping so maybe they're hoping it goes so fast they can outrun the virus <laughs> maybe that's worse that's what yeah. it is they're, they're, maybe if they break the speed barrier the virus yeah. Yeah, 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 or absolutely. the light barrier, even maybe they break the light barrier, yeah. Um, then the virus will just be like, Oh, oh, I'll put honestly, some of the I'll put an attempt, yeah. Some of the people um, that I I see driving around these supermarket car parks, it's like I think it's like they're on a go karting course in South End or in Kent or something, you know. Like, I haven't actually seen it, so does that mean I'm the one doing it? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's consistently, oh, you I haven't see seen it, something, I see, then you're the one I doing it all the time, and then when you sort of like looking out the way. 
then it make you feel like you're the one that's done something wrong. But mm. anyway, so uh, another interesting fact is on 1967, Evil Knievel uh, failed his jump of Caesar's Palace. Wow. So he uh, tried to jump to Evil Palace, honestly. He broke his pelvis, his femur, his wrist, and both ankles. Oh, pelvis. That's yeah. painful. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few conflicts running there. There's quite a few conflicts running there. Exactly. He attracted to do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we sort of really is a, when we talk about conflicts, it sort of does bring us a segue in uh, to what we're going to be talking about now, which is um, about conflicts. And through the research and through the DTO system, through the people that Jonathan have healed and through the people that I help, um, we come to realize that most illness, sickness, disease, depression, mental health issues, emotional health issues are all created by conflicts. And I think that most people get confused about what a conflict is. And so Jonathan is going to uh, Jonathan is going to go into a bit more detail about uh, the topics of conflicts, which is really uh, what causes our, uh, sickness and illness. And uh, so if you want to carry away, my friend, and start uh, enlightening and educating the people of the world, uh, what actually uh, is causing these issues and how we or you in particular can have solved these over the past. So what is a conflict? Okay, so we, we've spoken about conflicts on, on different podcasts, but I, I think we, we've not made it clear. I think it's still confusing for people. So there are different words for conflicts. Uh, there's shock, there's trauma, um, uh, there's negative memories. These are all words for conflicts. And the, the, the big misunderstanding in the medical profession when they do talk about stress, so again, stress would be like conflicts, stressful life situations, is they think that um, that it all falls under one umbrella, that it has to be something traumatic to create a problem. It's a big misunderstanding about conflicts, that they have to be traumatic. And that's not true. Uh, uh, for a conflict or a shot or a memory to create an illness and disease in the body, to start the process, because illness and disease is actually a process. It's not random. It's You're just told it's random. It's not random. It goes through a really beautiful process. And if you understand the process... You can actually reverse it, change it, or bring it out the other side back to back to to healing again. Um, so once you understand the process and then understand what creates it, which is the conflict. But for a conflict to create it, it must have four categories. There must be four elements to make it a conflict, and we call it a Udin moment. Uh, and a Udin moment, spelled U-D-I-N, is categorised because the first uh, thing you need is something that's unexpected. So for a conflict to hit you, it must be unexpected. That's the you. Yeah. Uh, it must be, you must feel isolated. So like you're alone or abandoned at the time. Uh, it must be uh, dramatic. It doesn't have to actually be dramatic, but you can dramatize it in your mind. Yeah. With no coping strategy. So unexpected, isolating, dramatic, no coping strategy. The first letter of each of those words spells Udin moments. So those are four categories for something that's going to cause or can cause illness and disease. Now, the beauty of that is that when you say to somebody or when we say to someone, well, what was a shock or what was a trauma, that your brain is might bring up lots of things. But when you say what was unexpected, dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy, then the information comes up more quickly yeah. uh, and more specific as well because your brain is literally like Google. You know, if you type in brass knockers to Google, you're going to get the wrong thing come up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. But if you're looking for a door handle and you type in brass knockers, you're going to get the wrong thing come up. Yeah. You need to put door brass knockers, you know, or brass handles for doors. You need to be very specific. Yes. And so by saying to someone what was unexpected, dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy, and then filling in 
the type of shock it was, the information after that, now you're talking directly to the unconscious mind. Yes. So rather than think of shock or memory or trauma, because these are all generics for different scenarios, uh, just think what was unexpected, dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy. Um, and that, that's a great question to ask yourself. What's happened in my life that was unexpected, dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something traumatic. It could be it could be that you got hit by a car and was in a sling for three weeks. But equally, it could be that your teacher told you off for flicking a pencil at one of the other kids. It could equally be that... Um, you got sacked from your job. It could equally be that your partner has criticised your car. Yes. That happens to one of my clients. His car got criticised by his girlfriend. This shocked him. It was unexpected because he didn't he didn't see it coming. He felt alone because there was no one there to help him or defend him. Uh, it was dramatic in his head. He built it up in his mind like it was a massive thing, uh, and he had no way of dealing with it. And to him, it was it went against his core values. So it hit his lower back yeah. because he would never criticise her. Yeah. And he loved his car. That was something that was important to him. I know it sounds silly, but there are things that are important to everybody. When you criticise those things, we don't like it. So, so the thing, the thing I think where people get confused is, is that how do some, how does something like that cause illness and sickness in your body? Yeah, that's I think where the most people, because obviously people won't understand. They'll, they'll believe well, they've been told it's genetics or it's bad food or you know it's just the wear and tear or something's gone wrong or whatever yeah. and we know that not to be we know not that to be true but how do we convey that information to the people that are watching the podcast of how psychologically or how that psychological perception of an event uh sends a signal to that part of the body the conflict that that, that goes on sends a specific signal to a specific organ in order for it to fail or start to deteriorate yeah so there's quite a few questions in there to be answered yeah uh, so I'm not going to be able to answer all of those because uh, there's shit, too many. Really? Uh, I, I don't dread for I need to get a new um, I need to get a new song new. No, no I can answer them all, but there's a lot of information there, so it could be there all night. Okay. Um, let, let's start with the first one. The first one was, how does you go from a conflict to shock? You said you didn't know. Great disease. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me whack you with your cat. No, oh, don't. Here, go on. You. Um, was that a union moment for you? No. No? Okay, I'm great. okay. I'm fine. So the traditional theory is, you know, there's lots of theories for why we get ill and diseased. You know, like uh, Steve said, it's hereditary or it's wear and tear and things like this. And I want you to think logically for a moment. So, you know, someone posted on my Facebook page when I posted something, she said, logically, oh, you know, it makes sense we catch viruses. If you actually think logically, it doesn't make sense that happens. Because logically, if we did, if you're in a partnership with somebody, uh, one wouldn't get it and the other one not. Um, and then sometimes you both get it. And then sometimes neither of you get it. You go out your friends or family, they might get something, but you wouldn't get it. Logically, that doesn't make sense. I know the explanation is, oh, your immune system yeah, is immune stronger. Yeah, immune system antibodies. <laughs> that, that's just a load of bollocks. That's not the way the immune system works. Um, so that's just an excuse. It doesn't make logical sense. And the other theories about why we get ill, there are so many of them. They're just literally made up. Um, it doesn't actually make sense. And they're all external to us. What doesn't make sense is that there are so many different things. And the problem is that if something's the cause of something, it's always the cause of something. So if I hold this pen, now if I let this pen go, it's always going to drop to the table. It's not going to go sideways. It's not going to go up. It's not going to go diagonal. It will always drop to the table. I could drop that 100 times and I'm going to get the exact same response. It's the same with illness and disease. You can do something over and over and over again. Uh, 
so you can have an illness over and over again, but it will always be the same root cause. It's not going to be anything different. And the way doctors discover root causes or come up with their root causes is not very scientific. The way they do it is they ask 100 people, what were you doing before you had the illness and disease? And if more than 50 people were doing that thing, they now say that's a cause of disease. This is insane behavior because at that rate, you could say sleeping is a cause of disease because if more than 50 people was asleep before they had the illness or if more than people 50 people drove a car before they had the illness or if more than 50 people walked down the street, these could all be causes because more than 50 people are doing it. Obviously, they don't label those because that would be insanity, although we're getting close on that these days. Um, but they just look at things like the food, you know, like smoking and 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 uh, drinking chemicals and drinking yeah. and whether your mum had it and blah 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 and all of these things i can show you people and tell you people who didn't have those things and still got the disease or didn't weren't doing that and still got ill so logically if you actually look at it logically it's not sensible but the one thing that we all have the one thing that everybody in this entire world goes through are conflicts it happens to everybody from kids to middle age to old age to wealthy to poor to successful to failures to people who are uh, wear suits or people who, who, who work in London or Dustman, it happens to everyone. People in relationships, people out of relationships. The one thing that happens to everyone is conflicts and you cannot get away from that. So the one thing that's always going to be there is conflicts. And once you have a conflict or a Udin moment, or a shock, if you want to call it a shock. It's another way of looking at it. But a UD moment, once we have a UD moment, that then starts you into the process for illness and disease. Yes. Totally. That now makes sense because it's logical, because the other things are illogical because there's so many of them, and some people who get the disease have had none of those things. So that's completely illogical. How can you get a disease where you have none of the court traditional causes of that disease? But what they do have is a conflict. They have a shock running. So then that shock puts you into a process and it puts you into a biological process. The organ in your body that's been affected, so let's say the liver, uh, the liver, however it's responding, is now going through a process. It first enters the stress phase, which is your fight and flight phase, which is your sympathetic nervous system. And then at some point it moves into the repair phase, yes. which is your parasympathetic nervous system. And it usually gets stuck in one of those two systems. You're either stuck in a stress state or you're stuck in the repair state. And that's where your symptoms going to lie. Uh, and that's where people get stuck. The idea of the process is to heal you and come out the other side. But people don't heal and come out the other side because they don't resolve the conflict. Correct. And I can give you countless examples of this happening where people have been to other therapists. They've been to doctors. They haven't got better because all the therapies they were doing were trying to heal them, but they hadn't resolved the initial conflict. So the therapies they were using couldn't move them through the process. Yeah. All those therapies, they move you through the process. They move you from the stress state to the repair state, from an acid state to an alkaline state. That's all they're doing. Uh, but if the shock is still running or the union moment is still running, then none of those things work. When they work, that's because the union moment's worn off. That's because the union moment has resolved. Yeah. And that can happen. Uni moments can resolve on their own naturally, uh, but often it takes a long time. And sometimes it never happens naturally. And sometimes it does happen and the, the brain is capable of resolving it. Yeah. And that's when it looks like the body's healed with all these other things. But in reality, the uni moment is the most important thing. Once you resolve that, 
then every other therapy you have, as long as it addresses the areas where that uni moment has affected your life, then it will start to heal you. Yes. Because when we have a uni moment, it affects our lives on, on multiple levels. And that's important to recognise and look at every level the uni moments affected you on so you can heal fully and completely. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, so one of the, the, the things that I think people don't understand is, is that what's really going on internally. So do you want to explain a little bit what's going on internally in the best way possible? So I, I, a shock happens in my life, in my environment. I perceive that as a shock. How does that now go from being a minor cough or a cold or a virus right the way through down to severe, to severe debilitating and life-threatening uh, ailments and diseases? So what's really going on? So I'm going to give you a simple answer, but actually for every single illness, there is a different process because every organ responds differently within the stress and repair phase. But the most basic answer is that when you have a UD moment, uh, your cells are the cells of your body. So every single cell in your body or a specific organ like the liver or the lung or the, 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 the muscles, they're going to respond in a certain way. Uh, and they're going to move into the stress phase first. And in the stress phase, your sympathetic nervous system, the cells are going to react. Now, depending on the organ, depends on the type of reaction. But for instance, if we take a common cold, yeah, okay, very, very simple, very, very simple process. I've cleared common colds to people all the time. They're very base conflicts. And in fact, once I really got this information, really understood it, I've never had a cold since. Now, we not, spoke about that in the last, not, the last episode, yeah. Because I know what the conflict is, it can't affect me. Yes. Um, so what happens with a cold? A cold usually affects the nose, the eyes, and the ears. Now, just think about that for a second, because people say, oh, logically, you catch it. Well, if logically you catch it, if someone's got it running their eyes, how does it end up running in your nose? That's not logical. Yeah. That's not logical in any sense. I, I, I defy any sensible person to tell me that's logical. So if you caught it, it would be the same symptom, because if you catch it from someone, it's affecting the same organ in the body. That's just pathology. That's how that works. So that's not happening. So if it hits your nose, then your nose represents something specific. If it hits your ears, your ears represent something specific and so forth, your eyes and your throat. Now, the Give most, an example of that so, so people get it. So if it affects well, my ear, that would be because of... Well, if it affects your ear, that because you've either heard something you didn't want to or you wanted to hear something and you didn't. Yes. If it affects your nose, then it's something that's got up your nose or on your nerves. Yeah. If it affects your throat slightly more um, intense conflict, that's a territory fear. It's a fear where some, someone or something is invading your territory or trying to take your territory away. Uh, so all of these are different conflicts. I'll give you an example. And I have spoken about this before, but it's, it's, it's a yeah. cold. It's the most obvious one. Uh, one of my friends, um, she one day, one January, a few years back now, she broke out in a really bad cold where it affected her throat and her nose. And it was, uh, I think, the third week of January. And for every month for one week yep. the cold would come out for three weeks it would disappear and then for one week every month until june the cold would come out and she was kind of getting fed up with this because it wasn't resolving and then all of a sudden in june the cold came out even more and she her nose was streaming for like three weeks solid it just would not leave and she tried all the medication done all traditional things so she came to me because she knows what i do and i said okay well what happened in january because that's when it started I said, what happened in January before you got it, so either January, December, that you were stressing about that really got up your nose? And she went, oh, she said, oh, my God. She said, my boss. I went to my boss to ask if I could have my usual holiday 
in June, which I have every single year. And yeah. I'd already booked it because I know I have it. So she already booked the destination where she was going to go. And a boss turned around and said, no, you can't. Instant union moment. It was unexpected, dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy. Was it a big deal? Well, I actually booked the holiday. She paid yeah. the money. But was it life-threatening? Was a volcano erupting or or was someone dying? No. So, it, But it was still a union moment for her. It was a shock. This got up her nose and on her nerves because she didn't like her boss to begin with anyway. And so what happened was for three weeks of the month, she would stress about it. She would stress and stress and stress and try. I can't believe she did. Blah, blah, blah. And then the same week every month, the third week every month, she'd move into repair because that's when she did in the first in January. She's trying to resolve the conflict. She tried to let it go. She tries to it's OK. Don't worry. We'll do it somehow. We'll do it some yeah. other way. And that moved the body into repair. But she would keep jumping stress and repair for those few months. So when the cold was disappeared, that's when you're in stress. There's no symptom of a cold in stress. Um, and in repair, that's when the nose starts to run. So in June, what that meant was is she'd moved into repair more because it was just running constantly and she wasn't going back to stress anymore. Well, now that makes perfect sense. That's logical. Yeah. Now you can understand the whole process. You can see exactly why it's happening. But traditionally, you can't explain why a cold keeps coming and going if you catch it. It's not logical. It doesn't make sense. So think logically, but now you understand the process. You can see that she was just jumping stress repair, stress repair, stress repair. And it had a cycle to it. Every three weeks, she'd move into repair yeah. for a week, and then she'd go back to stress again. So all I did was I found that shock. She realized what it was, and I said, okay, so if that was a shock in January, what happened at the beginning of June to move you further into repair? She said, well, my boss called me into the office and said, you know that holiday, you can take it. And completely reverse the shock. Yeah. It was a complete reversal of the Udin moment. And once she did that, the nose just, she moved into repair and the nose just couldn't was, keep streaming. But unfortunately, the word repair is a bit misleading because it doesn't mean we've resolved the shock. It means the body has moved into a healing phase in the body, the parasympathetic nervous system. It's an alkaline state. It's yeah. where the body starts <clears throat> to heal and regenerate. And that's what happened. But she hadn't resolved how she felt and what she thought about the original Udin moment. She hadn't resolved the shock of being told no when she's already booked the holiday. So all I did was I used DTO. Yep. I went in. I cleared the shock. I took her back to the moment of shock. Played, got her to play in her mind. Used DTO to switch off all the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. After that, she was very tired and drained. And within 36 hours, she woke up late, 36 hours later, and all, everything had gone. And it didn't come back again yep. that year or because or I don't think she's had a cold ever since, to be honest. Um, so it was really, really simple process to understand how that works. And it explains so many things that the traditional viewpoint doesn't explain. That if we catch it, then it doesn't explain why things keep coming and going That's right. or, or why other people get it and we don't or why it will it will land in the nose in one person and the throat in the other person. It doesn't explain those things traditionally, whereas this understanding does. And this is not my understanding. I did not create this understanding of it. I created DTO, but the understanding I'm using is something called MetaHealth. And that was originally, it wasn't called MetaHealth by this person. It was originally created by a doctor. He discovered it accidentally. Yeah. Um, and then and uh, learned, learned how it works and applied it. Uh, and then over the years, it's changed its name and it, it's now MetaHealth. But it, it's such an accurate model for why we get ill and disease because it explains 
so many things. It really does it answer all the unanswered questions that the traditional model uh, doesn't answer, doesn't answer and leave yeah. unanswered that leave people frustrated, confused, baffled, and and annoyed. And taking them shitload of drugs. And yeah, taking <laughs> drugs that, that actually long term they don't they, they they are actually bad for you. And yeah, there's more symptoms. Yeah, because people really believe that taking a tablet is the answer. Yes, but the problem with that there's a side effect to a tablet. Every time you put something in your body that is not natural, that the body didn't create, there's a side effect to that. Whereas clearing the shock, finding the UD moments or the pattern of UD moments, because sometimes it can be more than one, yeah. finding the pattern or the belief system that's that's got created from that, there's no side effect to that. You heal the shock, and emotionally and mentally you immediately feel better about that shock, and then your body starts to heal. There's no side effects except positive side effects. And the other thing of understanding that model, the traditional model keeps everyone in fear. The traditional model is designed to keep you in fear, suffering, and a victim mentality. And as as it states in the DTO and system, powerless. and completely powerless to do anything about yeah, it. That's the victim powerless. mentality. You're powerless to do anything about it. You're in a victim state, and you're suffering. You can't change it according to the traditional model. And it's completely fear-based. And all you have to do is look at what's happening in the world today. It's completely fear-based. And leaves you powerless. Leaves and you, you powerless, can't, change, can't it, change it. And you can't see it, so it's out there, but I don't know when I'm going to get it. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. That, see, that's the thing for me, this whole contagion myth, is the whole thing, is that it's very easy to turn and say, oh, that thing that you can't see, it's everywhere. It's and yeah. it's so small. And you've got to be scared about everything. And all these people are dying, and all this is happening, but you can't see it. And it just, it just doesn't add up. No, it's, and, and, it's just not logical if you actually think about it. It's not logical. And 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 it is just instilling fear. And they the, the, the medical profession have done that for years. This other model that we follow, mental health, it's not fear-based. There's no fear to this model. The model tells you that illness and disease is not random. It's a process. The process can be changed because we know what starts the process. Cause and effect. The process also explains all the anomalies of why thing of all the unanswered questions that traditional medicine cannot answer. So it's a complete process, a complete understanding of why we come in on disease. It also explains why sometimes alternative and holistic therapies don't work yeah. because that confuses natural therapies. It confuses them when their therapy doesn't work. It explains why that is. It explains why traditional medicine doesn't work, apart from the fact it's following the wrong model. But when it does work sometimes, it explains why it does work yeah. and it explains why it doesn't work because people say, well, if, if it doesn't work, then why do people get healed sometimes? Well, it explains that. It explains that if you're taking medication and then all of a sudden you feel better, that's because the shock's worn off and you no longer take, need to take the medication any longer. Well, that's because the shock's worn off. Yeah. If you take a headache tablet, then basically what happens to the headache tablet, the headache, uh, sorry, migraine, sorry, because headaches are stress state, but migraine's a repair state. So if you've got a migraine, you take medication, it looks like the migraine has gone. It hasn't. It's put you back into a stress state. You've moved backwards. And when you come off the medication, you move forwards again and the migraine comes back out. Now I understand it makes perfect sense. It's completely logical because before it doesn't make sense why it's doing it and you've got to keep taking the medication. Whereas if you go back to the original shock, switch it off, you no longer get the migraine. So you don't need the medication. It's really simple. Yeah. And I've done it for migraines and headaches so many times. Yeah. They're one of the okay. easiest things to get rid of. I've even done it with cluster headaches, which was a little bit more complicated, but it was still possible uh, because it's multiple triggers for that. But you, it explains it so much better and so much more accurately and i can literally explain any symptom to somebody certainly one that i'm used to working with why it happens how it happens and explain all the anomalies and i can even say to someone 
as they heal, what their next symptom is going to be or could potentially be. Yeah. And you cannot do that with traditional medicine. I defy any doctor to say, as they heal, what's the next step going to be? Yeah. And I know, I know. It's they crazy. can't, but know. you can with meta because you understand what the symptom is in each phase. Yeah. So, you know, one lady I treated, it was, it was, uh, I've told a story before, I'd like to abbreviate. Uh, I was treating her for a uh, um, uh, hysterectomy, and I knew that as I started to heal it, her stomach was going to cramp. I knew that's a possibility. So I said, look, if your stomach cramps, give me a call, and I'll switch the cramp off over the phone. So she went away, and although she thought I was weird and nuts. Which you are. Which I am. And she didn't totally believe me. Um, when her stomach cramped, she went, oh, you no, know, no, John said that. I'll just give him a call. Yeah. She gave me a call, and I switched it off right over the phone. I wasn't using DTO back then. I used tapping. I didn't have DTO back then. It was long ago. But I still was able to switch the cramping off. And because I told her and explained it, it actually calmed her a little bit. Because before, everyone's in fear. Oh, what am I going to get next? How's it going to happen? But with Meta, you can actually explain yeah. what potentially come next. You can explain why it's happening, and it's actually okay. Yeah. And then you can then start to heal it and change it. Yeah, I think the problem is, is a lot of people have these belief systems uh, which were installed from very young. As we catch stuff, we spread stuff um, that is to do with your genetics. It's been passed down. My mum had it, my so I've got it. <coughs> we hear so many stories around the reasons why. None of them have any proof behind it whatsoever. No. Um, it is just, I'll tell you what, here's a, this, how about this, Rachel? I've got sunburn. Yeah. Right, so I've been, I've got sunburnt, yep. so I must have caught it off somebody. Who said that? I don't know. Well, you, how else would I've got? Oh, sunburnt? I said, gotcha. Yeah, how else have you got sunburnt? How else would I've got sunburnt? Yeah, I've got sunburnt here. Right, how else do I? But it's obvious something outside of me created that sunburn. Yeah. Right. So, so something outside of me created the sunburn. Yeah. Yeah. So my cells reacted to that. It's exactly the same way as if you how your cells react. Something outside whether that be electromagnetic frequency, radiation, something outside of me affects those cells and then, then the cells react in the same way, the same way as sunburn happens when 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 the sun hits it, you know? So, um, so yeah, we get told all of this stuff and none of it's ever validated. And and the problem is, is that it leaves us in a, in a, in a, in a state because we don't know and we put all of our, uh, our faith into people that, that are ultimately trained me and educated in it um apparently um and 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 surely over the years you realize that i've never been i've never ever been healed of anything it's only when i started working with you that all my stuff just looked like healed simple as that so but i'll make it clear your body healed itself yes it healed itself by yeah. me clearing the traumas and the conflicts i didn't heal exactly. you yeah exactly. I, I look like jesus yeah and i go yes <laughs> but i, I it's not it's not look god bless robin williams yeah um but i i i uh i do not heal i just clear the, yeah, no, exactly. no, clear but... the belief system clear the emotions and the body naturally heals itself it naturally moves through the process Correct. from the stress phase to the repair phase then comes out the other side and goes back to homeostasis and balance yeah which is where that is which is where your body should be yeah. it then rebalances itself yeah and that works so often so many times you do sometimes have to do some other things like detoxify the system. Yeah. But if you're detoxifying with juicing or nutrition and it's not working, the reason it's probably not working is because the shock's still running. Yes. If you find the shocks, then detoxify, then it will work perfectly. Yeah. Um, because you need to get information out of the body and, 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 and detoxify is a good way to do that. But if the conflict's running, the, the inflammation will just cling to your system and go, nope, yeah. I'm not moving. And it will stay in your system. Uh, it will only flush out your system once you clear the shock. 
Yeah. So, I mean, so we're, I think tomorrow we're going to do a second part of this where we're going to start talking about specific illnesses, ailments and diseases that are caused. And we're going to actually go to the shock yeah. and actually say what causes them. So tomorrow night we're going to go and uh, discuss in a bit more detail. But just for example now, for example, if you're getting a cold, uh, the chances are you've had a shock which may have made you angry. If you're running a virus, it's because your cells, the cells are are creating the virus. Something is causing it. This virus is the effect, not the cause. The cold is the effect, not the cause. Yeah. And so if you understand that and uh, understand that there's always a cause and your body is reacting to that cause, which goes into an effect, like it would be a viral state or it will be a cold state or it'll be a headache because, something, because you're in stress. Whatever symptom it is that you have or experiencing is because of something's caused it. Everything's just a symptom. Everything's just an effect. And when you understand that, then re realize that. If everyone could wake up to that fact, none of us will be locked in our houses. None of us will be wearing masks. None of us will be leaving this nonsense that we spread and spread all this bullshit. And uh, we're all going to get sick because it doesn't work like that. And as soon as people start waking up to this and learning, learning about it, instead of sitting in front of the TV, go and learn about the nature of viruses. The fact of the matter of a virus, they're not alive. They have no respiratory system. They have no digestive system, right? No. They, that, that, they're, they're nothing. They're just a protein. So here's the thing. If it's just a protein, which is basically a solvent or a soap that gets put into the cells to remove the toxins and poisons, here's a question for you. So if it's just a protein, like a, a soap. Yeah, which is just a protein. Just a Scientifically protein. speaking, it's a protein. So how, we didn't make that up. So how does something that's not alive, that doesn't have a respiratory system, doesn't have a digestive system, and it's just a protein, how does that mutate? Yeah, no, it can't. How does it mutate? So something can only mutate or survive on something that is living. Correct. So a and living organism, alive. <laughs> a living organism can only live on another living organism. If it's an organism living, like a work surface or clothing, it can't survive. And if it's not alive to begin with, <laughs> it's not alive. It can't it's reproduce. It can't alive. change its structure and function. It can't do anything because it's not living to it's begin with. Living, that's right. Um, Viruses aren't alive. They're just a protein. It's just a protein. protein. It's just yeah. so. You know, um, you know, when people you see, watching too many movies, when you see protein bars in shops, they're not multiplying next to each other, are they? Protein bars, they're just sitting there, they're just doing that because they're not alive. The chocolate bar or the protein bar isn't multiplying multiple times when it comes into contact, it's doing nothing because that and all this detail bollocks. Seriously, you're literally buying bottles and bottles of detail, cleansing yourself over something that's not alive. Oh, it, it's literally insane, but you've been taught it for so long. Uh, I just want to go back to the cold things I didn't explain on cells. So basically, as Steve asked, uh, what happens is when you have the shock, so the shock is something that gets up your nose, say, it, it, uh, in that moment, the nose, the, the organ nose and the inside the nose, the cells start to break down. And in that moment, they, they, they break down and it becomes like a honeycomb in your nose. So you start getting holes and gaps. And then what happens is the toxins from the stress from your body then fill in those gaps. So now you've got all the cells broken down like honeycomb. Yeah. So there's lots of holes like an aero bar. And then the toxins get filled into that gap. And then what happens when you move into the repair phase, the cells start to regrow all, all the cells that have depleted. And as they do that, all the holes start to regrow and it pushes all the toxins and and crap out of your system yeah so that's exactly what's that's the that's the pathology 
of what's happening in the body. It's not something that we've made up. It's the pathology of what happens in the body when you move through the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And it's very, very simple and basic because one of the big misunderstandings about illness and disease, forget conflicts, forget this, forget that. If everyone could just grasp this one premise, they would no longer be frightened of illness and disease because it doesn't matter what illness you have, whether it's an ingrowing toenail, whether it's uh, chronic pain or a migraine or a virus or cancer or a my, or, or uh, diabetes. diabetes, whatever it is, the cells in your body can only do one of two things. Cells in the body are either shrinking or growing. That's it. They do nothing else. They either shrink or they grow. They either diminish or they multiply. They either get smaller or they get bigger. They do nothing else. And every single symptom in the body is is a, a, an explanation for what the cell... So osteoporosis is the bone cells decreasing. So osteoporosis is when the bone cells are decreasing and the bone's getting weaker, right? That is a decrease in the cells. That's all it's doing. The bone's getting weaker. The cells are depleting. They're diminishing. Which would have been caused by shock. Which is caused by shock. But that's the stress phase. The repair phase is osteoarthritis. That's where the bone cells are growing. Yeah. So, so all they're doing is shrinking and growing. Now, when bone cells grow, that's fucking painful. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Harry Potter when he literally loses the bone out of arm and she says, oh, I can mend bones really quickly, but to regrow them, that's really painful. That is painful because when the bone regrows, that's painful. But the cells are only shrinking or growing. Yeah. Whether it's a tumour or anything, a tumour is cells growing. Yeah, Whether it's about a virus, it's the protein expanding and growing, growing Correct. more cells Correct. to flush the system. It's not, and then and then it washes out and lets them go. Doesn't That's, matter what it is. Yeah. your cells are shrinking and growing. If you could just grasp that one premise, that one one premise, um, that's one premise. That one premise that no matter what illness and disease you have, all your cells are doing are shrinking or growing. Then you would no longer be. For once I learned that, I was like, "Wow, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm totally fine." Because yeah. then all I need to understand is why are they shrinking or why are they growing. That's all I need to understand: why are they shrinking, why are they growing. Once I then got that, and I realized started from a a yielding moment or a conflict, then I could resolve anything that was happening to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, it's that simple. You talk about tumors. I, I did put this up earlier, but Bobby, she said, my brain tumor was caused by very toxic relationships and her environment. <laughs> and, you know, that's pretty much spot on. There was a conf yeah. conflict there that was running in her relationship that caused the tumor. It was the relationship that caused it. So, um, and so the environment is causing a conflict in her. The body's re reacted in that certain way and then come out of an ailment. And as soon as she got out of that relationship, she healed it through her own through her own methods, but because he was no longer in the relationship, yep. the tumor disappeared. She was like, "Yeah, yeah. Tumor because healed. she moved out of the environment." Yep, and it resolved the conflict for yep. environmentally. Conflict. Yeah, absolutely. She may have had some of the emotional response running, which yep. I believe you've been switching off. Yeah, but ultimately, uh, it resolved the conflict for. Her. If she stayed in a relationship, well, that could have been a problem. Absolutely, because unfortunately, I know people are going to write in and go, "Well, why, why does illness kill you?" Unfortunately, the treatment. Uh, well, it's yet. Yeah, it, well, the conflict hasn't it, been resolved. The, the con so there are some illnesses that, because an illness, the cells in your body don't have a brain. Uh, they do have a brain. That's called a nucleus. Uh, sorry, the, no, that's not the brain. Uh, that, that's that what used to be called the brain. They, the, the the lining around the cell is actually the brain of the cell. Uh, but that's not traditional medicine. That's Bruce Lipton. Look up Bruce Lipton. 
but it doesn't have a logical brain that says we're going to live or die its literal brain is to help you survive yes but sometimes to help you survive it will actually kill you uh, it has no idea that that try it's trying to protect you and so that's what a heart attack is unfortunately sometimes it, it's a little bit more complicated than that but a heart attack obviously can kill you it is a conflict that's running and if it runs for a period of longer than nine months it can then put so much pressure on you that you end up dropping down dead yeah. um and that's that is something that the body does because it doesn't know that it's going to kill you it has no idea that that's a bad thing it's just literally in fight and flight mode trying to get you out of a dangerous situation yeah but uh not all illness and disease do that in fact most illness and disease don't do that so if some people are dying i'm not saying they don't die of illness and disease and flus and viruses we die of those but it's because of the conflict is running for such a long period of time that it actually ends up often taking you out of life it doesn't always have to be that way it can be reversed and changed you just need to understand yeah. that the what's causing it and treat the root cause and that's just something traditional medicine don't do um so and I, I just want to add there's a, guy, a lady that come to me for depression and uh for weight loss uh, or about 18 months ago and uh we was whilst i was working through it she basically said to me that she'd uh she's complaining about pains in her side and um so i asked her what you know i said to her what's the what, what what's going on she's oh well, i've been i've had uh, kidney infections really much since i was a kid since i was about five and i've had them and i've been in and out of hospital pretty much every three months for as long as i can remember and so every three months she's in hospital she's in there for a week she can't eat she's in loads of pain she'd already had a kidney removed mm -hmm. and she's now only got one kidney but obviously every time it happens because that gets infected she's only got one kidney she's in and out of hospital and uh so i looked up what the conflict well you actually spoke to you but i looked yeah. up what the com what the conflict was for uh kidney infections and that's an uh the conflict around that was abandonment okay yeah. so it's an abandonment issue so once i learned what the conflict was that caught that affects the kidneys which is abandonment i just went back to her past and switched off and removed or healed all of the times at where she'd been abandoned throughout her life right the way back to the very earliest memory yeah once i went back to the earliest memory which is which i believe was her seeing her dad being taken out of uh, taken away and taken into surgery so if you think about it you're a four-year-old five-year-old kid you go and see your dad in hospital we just to get to be uh, have an operation and they take him away on the trolley and disappears as a child you're thinking oh my god they're taking my dad away yeah. uh, that was the shock that she had of being abandoned by her father and ever since then she'd had these kidney infections yeah. once i'd gone back and switched off all of the abandonment issues uh, throughout her whole life because she had a belief she was going to get abandoned she kept recreating more abandonment yeah. once i'd gone back and switched off all of those i believe in the last 18 months she's not been back to the hospital for for once with regards to the kidney infection it hurts occasionally but it's so so in all those years i mean i think she's 45 now 44 45 for 40 years she's been in and out of hospital drugs and all the rest of it yeah uh, and she comes to see me and within four sessions i switched off all the abandonment issues and she's no longer had one kidney infection in the last 18 months so and all i did was again it proves just resolving the the conflict shocks. and the shocks it then automatically healed the body but because i hadn't resolved those shocks she kept going into the stress repair stress repair and she was in and out of hospital uh constantly um for most of her life
Yeah. And so it uh, just proves that, again, traditional uh, medicine and traditional uh, uh, techniques or whatever you want to call it wasn't working. And, you know, like I said, all, all I did was switch off the, the, the conflicts and she healed straight away. So yeah. that's a really good a really good story explaining how a conflict affects somebody. And once you switch it off, how they heal from that and they no longer have to go back. But if she'd have stayed doing that, she'd be in and out of hospital every three months and not getting any better. But, you know, but we still keep putting faith in this system and we keep going back to it and don't listen to people like Jonathan, especially who has spent 20 years healing, actually physically healing people because he understands what's causing the illness. We don't listen to people like John. We, we, uh, we know we just go down this bullshit uh, uh, regime of just uh, of drugs and uh, feeling powerless and believing that all this stuff is caught and spread and there's something wrong with us or it's genetic and it's absolutely insane. And, and I feel sorry for people, you know, especially when I'm seeing on my Facebook. We've been doing this podcast now for almost nine months mm. and I'm still seeing the same crap every day if people would just come and watch these podcasts and listen to john uh and listen to what he explains nearly all of this stuff would go away people would get be better no one would be stuck in their homes but people aren't willing to do that they just want to sit in front of the tv watch british bullshit broadcasting and um and uh and then just keep uh, information repeating just information repeating without doing any research and, well, well certainly and that's how we've been conditioned people have been conditioned but and it's sad certainly if 60 percent of the world heal their traumas uh, within two months 60 percent of illness and disease would vanish overnight within yeah. about two i'd months. say the same thing about mental because health i say the same thing mental health physical health yeah within about two months 60 percent of illness and disease would literally resolve uh within within eight weeks yeah. and then the other 40 percent will take a bit longer and then a bit 10 percent which take a bit longer still and yeah. be other factors as well yeah um and there are some other factors that play parts in it you have to look at different things but the root cause is going to be that biological shock the root cause is going to be the stress that created the first place the you did moment yeah um and i did the same thing last year of a lady with bladder pain yeah uh and i work with chronic pain all the time and and i actually spoke to her um just between christmas and new year just recently um and uh she's still absolutely fine yeah. she's been not had any problems in fact she's loving work she's back at work which she couldn't do properly before she's going out enjoying herself she's living her life and she's she's so happy she was literally so so happy yeah. like when she said to me she said it's just amazing how the world has changed yeah um and she said literally everyone knows your name because i talked talk to you about everybody yeah uh, and which is lovely to hear but it was just seeing this this joy on her face because she's no longer worried about having to go out and whether she's going to have pain or get caught to the loo or uh, and have to hide all of that yeah. and it, she just looks so much lighter and freer and it, it's sad to me that more people don't do this because Sometimes it's we're challenging. Put, but... We're putting the information out there, but you know, people aren't sharing it. People aren't helping us educate oh. other people. Uh, people are just just sucking stuck in this. In this, they're asleep. They, it's like they don't want to. They don't want to learn, or they don't want to know. And and they just they just want to stay. It's like they don't want to learn. They want to stay stuck with that belief system. And the problem is, is that belief system isn't working for anybody. Full stop. It's not working for anybody. It's not working in mental health, emotional health, physical health. Not working right. at all, and and yet we sort of have the answer, and yet we, we people would rather uh, 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 just stick to what they read on Facebook or what they see on the TV, and it's just crazy stuff. But uh, like I said before, people really identify with their belief systems, yeah. and when you identify yeah. with a belief and make it about you, that and you identify it so much that you couldn't possibly let go of that belief or look at a new opinion idea that's when that becomes a problem and it becomes a problem in every walk of life not just medicine or health if you if you rigidly stick to any belief system without 
looking outside of it or at least being open to look outside of it yeah. you're going to be stuck somewhere in your life yeah um i had to do that recently with relationships um uh before i got into you've, relationship. had, a, you've had a relationship i have What's it like? just the one What's it like uh, having a relationship? yeah uh, but be, uh, before i met my current girlfriend uh, i had some real belief systems um about love and romance and i was a hopeless romantic i still am to a certain degree but some of those romantic beliefs weren't working in my brain. Yeah. It's not that they weren't necessarily true, but they were playing in my brain. And that was and I was clinging to this notion of this hopeless romantic thing. And it was it was fogging me. Uh, and so it, I had to switch those off. And then luckily, uh, well, not luckily, but once I switched those off, a really great girl came into my life. Yeah, I was going to say, look, look, isn't these days, relationship, isn't relationships not really about love and romance anymore. It's about what you can get and what you can it have. It is all about it? what and you can get. And how bigger stuff, how much you can acquire. It, it is, yeah. And it's about expectations and as well. expectations as well. A lot of relationships are based on expectations. Now, Absolutely. Don't, don't misunderstand And guilt. Obviously, guilt. plenty of guilt as guilt. well. Loads yeah. of guilt. Um, yeah. uh, and don't misunderstand me. I'm not claiming to be an expert in relationships. Um, uh, by any stretch of imagination, I, I do think I'm an expert in chronic pain, uh, but relationships, not so much. Um, but what I'm, I'm using an example because that was a, a belief system about a, a romance that snuck up on me. I didn't know it was there, snuck it, snuck up on me. It, snuck. Snuck. it, it, it was like Santa creeping down the chimney, yeah. um, to lay his presence under the tree, yeah. Uh, except he wasn't naked and in my bed. No, it's just an anagram of Satan, so uh, oh, okay, well, fair enough. It is, is it an anagram yeah, of Satan? Anagram Satan. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. I didn't know that. Conspiracy theorists out there, it's, gonna be all over it. Yeah, gonna say, yeah, they're gonna say, claim Santa, yeah, he's part of the cabal, yeah, uh, and cabal the deep the state who's trying yeah, to well, the world I mean, right now. Well, he is, um, he is Satan he is. because you get, you know, Satan, uh, Santa is you've got a light from the day your kids are, you're just gonna lie to him for 10 years, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, but well, that's okay, it's that's, fine. That's, I like Santa, that's fine. Um, you like Satan, it, eh? You like Satan, I like Satan, yeah, I like Satan. He was, yeah, well, as as Rick Mouse once said. Um, if uh, if if hell's all whips and chains and bondage, then I'm on. Uh, right. So yeah, That's a nice thought. Um, so <laughs> he said that in a sitcom bottom. It was very very funny. If you're watching a different country, you probably won't get what that is. Uh, it was a joke, by the way. I'm just to clarify that. Um, so, um, but the belief system for me that um, that that I followed of all this romance because I love romantic movies. I'm a hopeless romantic. But some of those beliefs weren't working for me. And I didn't realize I was clinging to that concept. Yeah. I had no idea that I was clinging to those beliefs. And they were actually affecting me in relationships and stopping me from attracting uh, and and um, maintaining a healthy uh, relationship. Yeah. So so it's, although it's slightly off topic of health, um, it works for every scenario. And it, I think it's a really great illustration of it um, that's, that's slightly different. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we're on to an hour and two minutes now. So I Ooh. think we're going to wrap up now uh, for uh, tomorrow. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, maybe three, four, five different uh, illnesses, ailments, diseases. And we're going to go to what the conflict is that actually causes them. Yeah. And also give some examples of how they've been solved and healed and also give a solution to if you have got that, how you can solve and heal it. And we're going to cover ones we haven't covered before. So it can be brand new, different yeah. illnesses that, we, that we've treated, but we've not necessarily covered before on, yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. Something like diabetes would be a good one. We haven't covered that. No, we haven't covered that. Um, uh, 
you could do the epilepsy one. I could do the epilepsy one, yeah. Um, well. yeah. Uh, the bladder one, I could talk about that one, um, and, and multiple different other ones yeah. we'll talk about. Okay, cool. So uh, we're going to do that tomorrow, and I think, uh, what time What time should we do that? Three, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock tomorrow night. Seven okay. tomorrow. So seven o'clock tomorrow night, we're going to do part two, which is the follow-up to this. We told you about conflicts and what causes uh, illnesses and disease, uh, and we're going to come up, both myself and John, and talk about how we've solved conflicts in other people to to heal them from those ailments. So, um, so I guess that's it for uh, just for tonight. Um, I, me personally, I'd like to thank uh, all our viewers and uh, all my friends, family, people that are watching. A really, really uh, amazing Happy New Year. Have a really good evening tonight. Um, sending you loads of love, and uh, and hopefully uh, 2021 will be a much better year for everybody. Uh, and if you understood what causes conflicts of virus, then we'll be out of it a lot quicker. But if we carry on believing this nonsense, then we're going to be in it for a lot longer. Um, so anyway, I would just like to wish again all of you a really, really happy uh, Christmas. Uh, Happy Christmas, Happy New Happy Year, Christmas. Happy New Year, and hopefully you'll continue to watch us next year. Uh, John, have you got any uh, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, no, I'd just like to say um, that if if you're interested in learning more about the 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 illness and disease model, the meta health model, yeah, uh, then I've started releasing videos explaining this totally free on a website called decodingillnessanddisease.com. You just go to that decodingillnessanddisease.com, and you there are videos. There's about five videos on there at the moment, walking you through the basic process exactly how it works, how it got created by the doctor, Dr. Hammer. And I'm going to add more and more videos over the coming year and explain this process for people who want a different understanding, people who want a model that actually works and gets you better when nothing else has. People who are tired of the traditional model. Obviously, if you love the traditional model and you love being sick, this is not for you. Um, I, personally, I personally hate being sick. I don't hate it. I know it's a repair phase, but I don't want to be sick. No, I, I like, want to be I like healthy and in, well. I like being in fear of being sick. You love being in fear oh, of being yeah, sick. Man, oh, yeah, I mean, you're on the BBC, say, yeah, lock yourself away, wear a mask, Feels good, don't go it? out, Yeah, don't speak to anybody. No, separate from everybody, Fantastic. be scared of everybody. It's the best method to stop any of this. I think so. But if, if you're not if you're not like Steve and you don't want to be like that, you want to be like me, healthy and well, and you want to live uh, in, uh, <laughs> no longer in fear of being ill or diseased, then then go to decodingillnessanddisease.com. The videos are free. Just watch through them. Uh, uh, sign up for the, the newsletter and I'll, I'll notify you when a new video gets uploaded. Yeah. And on that note, I'd like to wish everyone a very uh, happy new year. And I really look forward to 2021 being a million times better year. And if everything I've heard is true, then it's going to be an amazing yeah, me year too. I hope and an amazing well. century uh, by all accounts. Uh, so I really look forward to that. And I really hope everyone who suffered in 2020, um, they they have lots of rewards in 2021 yes, and they get their sure. lives back and lives improved because this year has been very hard for many, many people. And I don't just mean mentally and health wise. I mean, in business, loss of money, loss of relationships. Uh, and sometimes families have lost lost their loved ones because they've 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 committed suicide or they've died because they couldn't get the the medical treatment yeah. that they wanted due to this complete nonsense that's happening. And that is the most tragic thing for me and Steve. We 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 are so passionate, partly because of that reason, because so many th bad things have happened that based on a a yeah. lie, and that is what's tragic. So yeah. I really hope I really hope that twenty twenty one is is going to be an amazing year for everybody uh not the government but everybody else who are really good kind people and just want to get on with their lives and live a healthy happy life that's why we do our jobs we want everyone to live a healthy happy successful life 
And I truly believe that that's coming now. That's going to start. Yeah, I agree. So. Yep, I agree. And that's why I do what I do. I love doing what I do. And uh, anybody that wants to wants help, all you got to do is reach out to me or John, and we are all, always available. Um, even at the uh, some... not not at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I am. Don't don't oh, call, don't call me for. I will be asleep. My phone will be on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But, but apart, you can call Steve at four. He's he's always up. He's... I'm always up. I'll, I'll always help anybody anytime. Me. Yeah, um, I've got nothing else to do with my time. No, so, not the moment. Uh, not the moment. Not at the moment, no. So anyway, so uh, again, thanks a lot uh, from us at the Inside Out Effect. Have a really, really uh, happy new year and a great 2021. So thanks again for joining us. Bye. Take care. Bye.